it amazes me that that um, I think sad thing is is our society has kind of accepted the fact with age you're going to be a certain way, and that's one of the things that CrossFit's allowed me is to to not be so accepting of that. I I, I can I can make the bar like change the bar and make it a little bit higher. Um, I can push myself to levels where most 50-year-old guys are going, bro, I can't even do a handstand. It's like, hey, you can. You just got to take time to do it. This is episode number 61 with Ron Ortiz. Hello to all of my Pursuing Health listeners. I have something important to talk to you about this week. I can't believe it, but the podcast has now been running every other week for two full years, and I can't thank you all enough for your enthusiasm, your feedback, and your support along the way. We have some big plans for the future, and I can't wait to share them with you as our community continues to grow. Right now, we're at a bit of a transition point. As you probably know, this month I'm starting residency, which means my time has become even more limited and much less flexible. I've greatly appreciated the help of Beyond the Whiteboard in producing the podcast for the past two years, but the time has come for me to consider bringing on an additional sponsor or two in order to keep delivering great content on a consistent basis and also to prevent myself from becoming absolutely crazy and sleep deprived this year. I can make a few promises to you upfront about this. The only sponsors that I'll bring on the podcast will be products or services that I use myself and that have brought some incredible value to my own life. I'll be able to tell you about my personal experience with them and how they might help you too. I also will bring on sponsors that are willing to give you, as a listener of Pursuing Health, some extra value that you would not find elsewhere. For example, in the form of a discount code or a special offer. I also will not interrupt the content of the episode in order to tell you about a sponsor. That content will always say at the beginning or at the end. So I hope you understand this small change and that Pursuing Health sponsors will add some value to your own life. If you're not interested, no worries. Just fast forward through the first few minutes of the episode. Thanks again for listening and for your ongoing support. And with that, let's get started by hearing a little bit about my first sponsor, Mobility Wad. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWOD's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, Mobility WOD has been the go-to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use Mobility WOD to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Surrett's movement and mobility course in 2013, and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions. But sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10-minute mobility WOD video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. 
In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like-minded practitioner in your area. It's easy to become part of the Mobility WOD community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Fouché. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-O-U-C-H-E-R. Just visit www.mobilitywod.com. Full potential, full power. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Pursuing Health. The CrossFit Games are now just weeks away, and to celebrate, I'm doubling up on podcast episodes until that time. This week, we have one of the most dominant CrossFit Games Masters athletes thus far, Ron Ortiz, as well as a CrossFit Games legend who will be competing for the first time in the Masters category this year, Becca Voigt. In this episode, I sit down with Ron at the Reebok Athlete Summit in the Bahamas earlier this year to discuss how CrossFit has helped him better serve as a firefighter, what his experience has been like competing among the CrossFit Games Masters, and how CrossFit is changing expectations about the aging process. A little bit about Ron before we get started. He's a six-time CrossFit Games Masters athlete and two-time champion, winning the title in 2013 in the 45 to 49 category, as well as in 2016 in the 50 to 54 age group. Now he's at 51 years of age and is currently competing in the 50 to 54 age group category. Since discovering CrossFit in 2009, Ron has been a staple in the CrossFit Games Masters community, and he also takes his training to the fire station, where he's worked as a firefighter for the past 18 years. There, he hopes to inspire his coworkers and other first responders to change their lifestyle. He's also a husband of over 24 years and a father of three children. A few quick reminders about the podcast before we get started. First, if you're enjoying it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. To check out my online training programs through Beyond the Whiteboard, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com forward slash juliefouché. Finally, please remember that although I'm now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started here with episode number 61 of Pursuing Health featuring Ron Ortiz. with the one and only Ron Ortiz <laughs> and we are in the beautiful Bahamas oh my gosh at the Reebok Summit which has just been amazing yes um, but it's so nice to sit and chat with you thanks so thanks for doing this oh well, my pleasure honestly I've been watching them I'm like man I'd really like to be interviewed but <laughs> <laughs> well I'm glad we can make it happen here awesome well I want to start I just want to go way back sure. and start at the beginning sure. of your story okay so maybe could you start off 
with what your athletic background was, like growing up and early on. Yeah. We'll so um, I, I was kind of blessed because my, my, my father was uh, pretty athletic okay. growing up. What did um, he do? He actually was – he did everything. Uh, my dad went to the University of Arizona and one w- was one of the few holders of what's called a copper card. Oh. He lettered in, in five sports in college. I didn't even know that was possible. No, it's not. It's crazy. That's insane. So it was like, I think it was track and field, cross country, boxing, football, and one other, one other sport. What was it? But so anyways, he he, wow. he had this card growing up, and we never knew what it was. Yeah. But we, we were able to get into like any sporting event, <laughs> and it was like pretty cool. And then one wow. year, they like pulled them out on the field at one of the games, and they're like, you know. There's like four people to ever have done that. Wow. So he was very athletic, and he always kind of inspired us to do stuff. Okay. He was a track coach, football coach, um, cross-country coach, Mm -hmm. and we always had equipment. I was just telling the story the other night that, I mean, we had a high jump pit in our backyard. Oh, my gosh. We had javelins, as dangerous as I was growing up. We had discus, anything that we needed, we had in the backyard. So that kind of inspired us to, to... to work hard and to enjoy those things. Uh, all of my siblings were all athletic. Okay. How many siblings do you have? Um, there was six of us total. Oh, wow. Yeah. You have a whole team there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, two girls and four boys. Okay. And um, so, let's see. My sister, Rosalie, was a tennis player. Okay. Uh, my sister, Maria, was a track athlete in college. Um, my brother was a track athlete. My other brother was a football player. One was a gymnast. So wow. I kind of like it being the baby of all of that. I kind of get the end result. <laughs> I used to get punished <laughs> by having to everything. do like L sits and push ups. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're so good at CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. So, um, so growing up, we always had whatever was available. Yeah, wow. it, it was really kind of a cool upbringing. And then um, going into like, I, I swam. Okay. Actually, I swam for probably about 12, 13 years. Wow. Until high school, and then I started to get involved in other sports. Okay. And then uh, from there, track and field kind of took precedence. Went to college um, on a scholarship for throwing, I threw the javelin. Okay. And th- sh- javelin, discus, shot put, and then sometimes a hammer if they needed wow. points or whatever. That's amazing. We didn't even have javelin at our high school. So high school, we didn't have it, but we had uh, shot put and discus. Okay. And... Um, Little known fact, I got hit in the face with a discus. Oh, my gosh. When I was in high school, <laughs> some girl, like, threw it, and it went off her hand the wrong way, and just, like, I was knocked out. My brother came to pick me up, and uh, I was like, well. That sounds traumatic. But, um, so, I did that, and then after kind of that, I, I, I had started working and uh, kind of tra- traveling and mm-hmm. stuff, and hadn't done anything for a while, so anything, but I always worked out. Okay. Always, like, was in the gym doing something or riding or you know i love to ride bikes triathlons and stuff like that i started doing that just something competitive Mm -hmm. i think that's what happens a lot of us that are like athletic in some way shape or form we always look you need that outlet yeah right it's kind of crazy so i did that and then um my wife and i once we got married we always kind of it was kind of promised that always we'd always stay athletic together in some way shape or form or or stay healthy Mm mm-hmm and um, so once you start having ki- we started having kids, it's it's really difficult because it takes time. Yeah. And I didn't want to do anything that would make her feel like bad because she couldn't do it. So uh. I kind of held back on working out. Okay. But we'd still find time to maybe do something. Right. Even with the kids, we would jog. We had a stroller we'd jog with. Mm-hmm. And, 
but it just wasn't the same. And then as they got older and more of our time was taken up by their sports and stuff, Mm -hmm. at one point we were like, we were sitting at the pool with all the other parents (laughs) getting big. (laughs) And I just kind of looked at it. I was like, gosh, we could go to the gym when they're doing this. Instead of sitting here watching them swim. Right. So we decided we were going to do that. And we really wanted to, the CrossFit had just started and we had seen it. We're like, we could probably do some of these workouts at the gym. Yeah. So we went in and were not well received. <laughs> when you start Why throwing the, the ball up on the wall. And oh, it makes you were in a regular gym. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, look what you're doing to the wall. You can't do that. You your feet are <laughs> on the wall and you're making marks. And right. You can't hold the weight for that long because somebody else may, may want to use it. So we were getting into like all this confrontation. <laughs> and and a friend of, us, friend of ours finally said, hey, you know, he had a gym before and something had happened. And mm-hmm. he ended up having all the equipment at home. And he goes, you want to come work out? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Because yeah. I, I really wanted to get involved in this CrossFit thing. Right. And uh, we went to his house. And I think the first thing that we ever did was like 100 burpees. The most miserable thing <laughs> in the world. I still hate burpees. But we were locked. I mean, yeah. it was like 6 o'clock in the morning. And from that point on, we were just like This hooked. is it. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then how did you go from there to thinking about competing in CrossFit? So that was literally two years before um, they started having masters. Okay. That was like the year they have, there's a beat right there. Um, That (laughs) was the year they had sectionals, I think, right? Yep, 2010 maybe. 2010. And uh, so they had sectionals and I was like, um, I might even be, no, it wasn't nine. It was 10. It was 10. And uh, I was like, gosh, I think I could do this. Mm-hmm. And then you get there, and I had, I'll, I'll never forget, Guido lifted, I think Guido hit like 200 and like 250 pounds, and everybody was like, oh, my God, he like cleaned 250 <laughs> pounds. It was like amazing. Everybody wow. was like, and um, so, you know, it was it just shows how far we've come. Absolutely. But I went and I was like competing with all these younger guys, and I think I was like 43. Okay. And I was like, man, this there's no way I compete with these guys. These <laughs> guys, like, you know, they're all, like, young. and 20s, yeah. Yeah, they're very young. Noah was, like, just, he wasn't, I think he was, like, 16. Or something. <laughs> he wasn't even on the page. So I did it and had a blast. Mm-hmm. The next year came around, I was like, I'm going to try it again. Okay. And then that year, they were, started doing the online stuff, and they said they were going to have a master's mm. thing. So, but the master's then, I think, was only, like, 50 and over. Okay. So the following year, I was like, I'm in. And then, you know, I almost didn't do it. And my buddy's like, Ron, they have like a 45 to 49. I was right. like, I want to try it. So I did. And that was, I was hooked. I had a blast. That's From that amazing. point on, I just started competing. And I made that first year. I actually went, we were in the back lot. Mm-hmm. It was like, yep, I remember that. It, was, it was funny because we were like really in the back lot on the ground, <laughs> on the dirt. Um, Freddie Camacho was there. That's why I met Freddie in China. Okay. Um, but all of us guys that started there, a lot of us is, have continued on through. So we've stayed really good friends. That's we actually awesome. have like a little, not blog, but like a Facebook thing with yeah. it's the Masters 2000, whatever it is that year. And um, we all like the, it's just amazing. Oh, that's so yeah, fun. We have, we have a lot of fun. So do you keep up during the year? What kind of stuff do you guys? No. It's no. only as we get into the only open. As soon as the, the open comes, yeah, starts, exactly. Hey, how'd you guys go on? Oh, completely. It's it's <laughs> hilarious. These guys will start right away, and you know they all want to know. Hey, so how do you guys do on that one? Uh, right. And you know nobody gives total information. Right. But the cool thing is, is we talk about everything going on. So by the time we get to the games, we we have a good idea who's going to be there. And okay. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's really cool. Um, and this whole time, too, you're a firefighter. Yes. So t- how did you even end up going into that career? How, wh- why did you decide to do it? And then what has that been like with your training? Okay. So um, being a firefighter was something that I always had wanted to do. Okay. Um, uh, I actually... Prior to that, my wife and I worked in the modeling industry and did that for quite a while. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I knew I needed to change. And um, it was like one of those, you know, as my son started to grow, I was like, wanted to spend time with him. And I was Mm -hmm. always traveling and gone. And uh, it hit home one time, like really hard. I was like, I I went to EMT, Mm -hmm. but I still like hadn't finished my fire. But I remember I was getting ready to take a trip somewhere. I'd just come back from a very long trip. I was just getting ready to go on another trip. Okay. And I had my bag. I was like, gosh, I'm stuck in it even a packet because I'm leaving, like, the next mm-hmm. morning. So I was coming in, and my son's, like, you know, has my leg, and he's so excited. And then I <laughs> turn around, and we went to take my bag back out. And he starts screaming, don't leave, don't Aww. leave. That. I was just like, I sat on my bag, literally in tears, going, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't care, you know, what you're making or what you do. It's just not worth it. Right. So. Um, that point was like, okay, I got to, I got to continue with the firefighter thing. And I loved, I mean, helping people has always been something I love. Mm-hmm. It's like a, you as a doctor, if you're not going to get into that field, if you don't really enjoy helping. Right. And I always had, so I was like, it, it was a perfect fit. Once I, um, started in the, in the, the career, I actually didn't get hired till like 99. Hmm. Once I got hired though, I was like, I loved every bit this of it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so it, with with working out and stuff as as you as a firefighter you know you you have your kind of your rookie year and and as you get settled in a lot of guys get settled in and start to get heavy Mm. and start to get unhealthy Mm -hmm. and i started i mean i had high blood pressure Mm -hmm. and it was odd because i was in fairly good shape when i went in right but then you start to settle in your job and it's just like you become relaxed and Mm -hmm. that can be a really big problem that complacency yeah yeah. and your health suffers and mm-hmm. I started thinking about it. I was like gosh I got I got started late I was like 34 when I got hired okay and I'm like if I want to last any amount of time if I want to see my grandkids mm-hmm. I better change something and that was where CrossFit fit in perfect okay and um so I started doing that with my wife and then it fall over fell over into the fire station and one of my chiefs who I mean loves working out mm-hmm. He and I, like, started bringing equipment into the main station that we were at, and it just kind of caught on from there. And and it falls perfect because the way we work out in CrossFit is very much how you have to be at the fire department. If we have a fire, you're in for 10, 10, 15 minutes while you burn out a bottle, come back out, recover, and then you go back in again. And so what we do at the fire, oh, it's very, very similar. It's very, very similar. Wow. And so have many other people at your station picked it up? Yes. Yeah. It's, That's it's, amazing. For a long time, it was like, <laughs> you're freaking crazy. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And actually had some, some of my, my chiefs were like very resistant to it. Mm-hmm. We had a couple guys that would come up when we were just really getting going. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, here I'm getting started in the, the competitive end of it. Mm-hmm. And they'd come and be like, oh yeah, I'll work out with you. And like one guy went to the bathroom after one of the workouts, like passed out and oh, found him no. on the floor. We're like, oh my gosh. Oh. So that had happened to a few people and a couple guys got hurt and it's blaming it on a CrossFit instead of the fact that they probably shouldn't have been doing what they were doing. Right. So what I've learned to do is, you know, as guys come just kind of siphon through my station, I work with them, but I start them off very simple. Mm-hmm. And the guys that are doing it now, like my whole shift 
or I'll put it healthy. We either I put them on the bike or I put mm-hmm. them on the you know something a rower right. and have nice easy workouts for them because a lot of them are older guys, mm-hmm. but they're still very healthy. Right. And then the younger guys. So we do. We have quite a few people that have. Um, started to like grasp a hold of it i see people at competitions mm-hmm. local competitions and stuff and then our health and wellness coordinator started to buy equipment oh that's awesome and my deal with him is if you get all the same equipment what i can do is i can try to like start designing workouts for different levels so that oh, these guys great. can do it together so i could actually we can actually have like a lot of the day yeah for the fire department you could have different people come in at their shifts and do it and then yep. check up and see how everyone else did yep. that would be cool so we're trying that's we're trying. great yeah that's great it's so cool to see different like police and fire stations really embracing that because oh, yeah. you know you see it and you see it once one person or a few people get into it then it really does spread like wildfire they yep. see oh wow this is actually really effective and yep. these people are getting into really good shape so yeah i know that's something that I'm always amazed at. The other day I was in the hospital and I saw one of the police officers walking around with a vest and I and her, like the huge shoes and I was like I don't know if I could walk around with that on all yeah, day. Even all the, day. even that is a lot of work and yeah. she's not even, you know, you know, running around or doing something really active. Yeah. So Yeah. It's, it's amazing. amazing what you guys do. It's uh, so they they actually um I have three or four guys that like kind of shuffle through and our department as well, because th- we're we're kind of an anomaly. We are uh, sheriff department and fire department like combined. Okay. So we actually Broward County Fire and Sheriff. Mm-hmm. So we have police and fire with within the same thing. And what the the police department just started doing is they actually have started up ep- uh, implement a mandatory like f- physical fitness program oh, where they actually great. test them. There's a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. But it's not so much, and I think the benefit is that you're not doing it to get rid of people. You're doing that to make sure that everybody's can right. do the job. To keep the bar high. Right. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, and, and they do. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a police officer. Freddie mm-hmm. Camacho and I joke about that all the time. We, <laughs> we banter back and forth, and he teases me because I get to sleep all night and whatever. <laughs> But the thing is, is that um, it takes a special person on both ends. Absolutely. And you have to be willing to make that sacrifice on on either end of it. And, you know, we see a lot of bad stuff, but mm-hmm. they see a lot of terrible stuff. So it's, right. you know, kind of hand in hand. Right. But uh, I think what we do, too, kind of is good because it kind of settles your mind. It, it, it helps, like, clear your mind out of a mm-hmm. lot of stuff. I bet it gives you amazing perspective, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I mean, even in medical school thus far we're you know we're exposed to a lot of sick people but not like the really really sick and then just recently I did an ICU elective and spent a month in the intensive care unit and just seeing how severe um severely sick those people are and how Mm -hmm. close they are to death it's like it gives you so much perspective and you are so much more grateful for what you have Mm -hmm. and the healthy body that you have and the things you're able to do and it really puts all the competition stuff in perspective too because at the end of the day it is about health and longevity and being able to be there for your family and oh, the yeah. people that you love absolutely we see, I, I see oftentimes we'll we'll even be in the back of the truck and mm-hmm. one of my partners will be like bro that guy was like your age and wow. he's like looks horrendous you know yeah. they're either they're overweight or they're just they look like 20 years older mm-hmm. than they actually really do and i'm like or i'll, I'll even talk to some guys sometimes you you'll you're like man, bro, you got to straighten up. You're like, you're my age. Yeah. You know, which 
it just it, it amazes me that that um, I think sad thing is is our society has kind of accepted the fact with age right you're going to be a certain way and that's one of the things that CrossFit's allowed me is to to not be so accepting of that mm-hmm. I, I I can I can make the bar like change the bar and make it a little bit higher right um, I can push myself to levels where most 50 year old guys are going bro I can't even do a handstand that's mm-hmm. like yeah you can you just got to take time to do work it, at it yeah. so. Yeah, it's it's um it's changed my perspective on things. I and mean, I think what you guys do, the Masters athletes, is so amazing because it really sheds a light on, like, this is what's possible. Oh, yeah. You know, like, maybe the average person isn't going to be there competing at the CrossFit Games, but if this is what po- what's possible, you can not be on your diabetes medication or your mm-hmm. high blood pressure medication or Absolutely. running around after your kids. Yep. So it's amazing, and I think it gives, it shows people that, I mean, I never would have imagined seeing one year watching like 65 year old women doing handstand pushups. Right. I mean, it's incredible. Right. Yeah. It's I, so cool. I, I agree. I, um, I was watching for, for a fact, I, I, uh, was talking to James and, um, he, did you see the little thing that CrossFit did on, on his, his mom, mom James, yeah. Ho- James Hobart's mom. Yeah. Amazing. I oh mean, my gosh, for me, I was so like amazing. sitting there watching that. I was like, oh man, that's, but that's what it's all about. Yeah. Because you can change your life in a short time period and, and make drastic changes for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, she, he hit it right on the head when he was saying, he goes, you know, at a certain point people have accepted, oh, my mom is just going to get old and she's going to end up dying. Right. But you know what? Now mom's going to get older, but she's going to look great. She's going to feel great. And she's going to last a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it, it, it's, it's kind of a, I think it's an awesome thing that we've allowed that to start to happen within our society because mm-hmm. for a while it's like, gosh, you, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. You're old. So, um, Yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys started, honestly, and I, I do, even being here, it's just like, I get a little bit starstruck, it's just like, man, these are like, you guys are the ones I started watching, and going, <laughs> wow, look at these guys, these guys are amazing, but that's what helped us all, like, gear yeah. up, and go, yeah, we can do this. Absolutely, it's so. going to be amazing to watch even the next generations, like, I was right? saying that to Be- Becca, and I were talking about when we first met, when I was at the games, my first games, and I remember sitting next to her and being like, oh, my gosh, I'm next to Becca Boy. How <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. cool. You know? And so it's yeah. just every generation, it's going to be like that. And it's so cool to see how we can push the envelope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some young kids at Wadapalooza. Uh-huh. Real quick story. And uh, one of the young girls, she was the champion in the 15 to 16-year-old. Okay. And, you know, she was there. And she didn't do as well as she wanted to. And she was kind of all really upset, almost mm-hmm. in tears. And I was like... But you're not games ready. So the perspective <laughs> is, too, we have that, you know, that knowledge and understanding. It's like, yeah. you're not going to go to Wadapalooza and perform against these, like, high, really high-level athletes if you're not games ready. Some people, right. that's their comp- competition they're they're working out right. for. But most of us are like, okay, we have a plan, and it's, picture, yeah. it's further out. So, yeah. That's so true. That's so true. So what is it? The other thing that's interesting, too, is because the Masters category now is even expanding. Yes. You could really keep doing this. I mean, now we're seeing guys who are going to transition right from individual into masters, mm-hmm. and then you can just keep doing it for like 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think is the limit? I mean, how long are you going to keep doing it? When will you know that uh, your time is up? I always joke around. I, I, I tell people I'll, I'll keep going until the wheels fall off time, <laughs> <laughs> until something happens. Yeah. And I've already had a few injuries, and I've had to get them fixed, but it's just like when I come back and it – so what's changed my perspective on that too, I have to tell you is um, I look at the handicap division that's coming mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. the adaptive, t- and yeah. I watch those kids I, and no arms. 
no legs. It's like, okay, so what I think is really hard <laughs> probably is really skewed, right, you know? Right, the, That's hard. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And so even with my aches and pains and the things I feel, uh, I think um, I, I'm going to keep going until really, honestly, it's just like I, I just either stop enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key thing. Right. But it's so enjoyable because, again, I get to be around people like yourself and and I'm getting to know people that are just amazing people through mm-hmm. it, um, I- including the adaptive division. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just so perspectively, I think if if we really look at longevity, mm-hmm. it has to do with enjoying what you're doing continually and um, and making sure that, you know, you stay healthy in, within that, too, mm-hmm. I guess. Have you changed your training at all or thinking about that? longevity or how do you keep that in the back of your mind trying to stay healthy and try not to have any injuries so that you can keep doing it for a long time yeah that can be a loaded question tough right i mean we had the same coach for a little bit so um i think one of the things that we have to be careful is more isn't always better right right Right. so it's very true we we can we can you can fill your day and do like eight hours of working out mm-hmm. and be just smashed at the end of the day and come back the next day and you're sore and barely able to move and go into it again. Or we can be smart and mm-hmm. work the things that we know we need to work. So what I have changed is I have now Chris that I work with is aerobic mm-hmm. capacity. Chris and Shaw. Yep. Yeah. Duke Van Vliet does my gymnastics and then Jason Layden does my, my okay. general programming. And that's helped me like when I stopped working with my other coach, mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't doing enough. Okay. Because right. I was because doing you're so used so to all much, the yeah. volume, right. The high volume stuff. And now I'm doing this stuff, but it's very effective because mm-hmm. I'm like going, wow, I'm actually getting better at some of this stuff that I was just kind of mowing over just to get it done before. Right. It's more know? quality. Yeah. So I think having individual coaches is, is becoming a must. Mm-hmm. People ask me all the time. I have master's athletes ask me, oh, yeah, so, you know, you're getting pretty good at it has to do with having the right people in the right place and helping mm-hmm. you through those things. Um, Jay will tell you all the time. I and mean, he's, he's a great programmer, but he's not super great at gymnastics. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have to have somebody that's going to guide you through that. Right. And somebody like my buddy Duke, he'll look at what I'm doing and he'll tell me exactly what it is I've done. Right. And this is what we need to tweak. That's so, I think especially for gymnastics and weightlifting too, but those eyes on coaching is oh, so important because yes. just one or two cues can make a huge difference in how you're moving. Yep. And avoid injury. Right. Right. And then it's true with lifting as well. That's one of those things that I've, I've honestly, um, I, I have somebody that I've gone to see a few times mm-hmm. and I, I try to do that whenever I feel like, man, I'm just not, I should be getting a little further with mm-hmm. this or whatever. You go to see them and they just tweak once one or two things. You're like, yeah. oh, that's it. <laughs> really? <laughs> All that struggle. So yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. It, it, it's uh so that's what's really changed and then also nutrition mm. i mean i've heard you talk about it a few times on your mm-hmm. podcast it, nutrition is so important for us um it's like you know uh i always joke around with people at the gym and they'll ask me hey what do you do i'm like well you think about your car if you put good fuel in your car yes. your car runs like a dream and if you put bad fuel it runs like crap so, so true. same thing same thing but i think what happens with us though too is at a certain point with our lifting if you're going into heavy cycle lifting and stuff mm-hmm. i eat a lot more carbs mm-hmm. 
like not bad carbs, but a lot more carbs. Right. And people need to understand there's adjustments that you need to make continually throughout your, your cycling mm-hmm. of your lifting and your gymnastics and then your games. And as you're getting mm-hmm. close to it, what you do to lean out and make sure I go from weighing 230 pounds to maybe 220 pounds going into the games because mm-hmm. that's a better weight for me to do like multiple movements with. Right, right. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. Absolutely. What is your general approach to nutrition? Are you weighing and measuring? Are you just, are you, do you focus on the quality more? Yeah, more the quality of food. Okay. So I have a company that I work with, Perfect Fuel, and they actually okay. have a lean, a performance, and a gains oh, meal. Oh, that's great. Which makes it easy. It's all yeah. weighed out for me. All I do is go, okay, this is how much it is. And I've been eating the gains, and I'm probably going to have to go <laughs> to the performance because <laughs> the gains is a lot. A lot of food. A lot. I mean, honestly, I have a big dose of protein probably left because okay. I just can't eat it. Wow. So, um, but it's, it's, it is a lot and it's, but it's perfectly measured out and it tells you That's calorie great. count. It gives you micro macros, micros, and everything like that That's right amazing. on the package. Yeah. So yeah, I don't need a scale. That makes it so easy. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. What advice would you give to people who are not necessarily going to, co- going to compete, but they're older athletes. They want to, keep improving in the gym they want to keep getting better Mm -hmm. what advice do you give to them um i'd say the biggest thing is uh i guess ego at the door is a big thing Mm. you know with us as masters masters men seem to be like we're all the guys coming back from the (laughs) from the gym doing the bench press and all that stuff (laughs) but there's going to be people who are stronger than you that should not be just because their technique is so good yeah form Make sure your form is really good. Your mobility is phenomenal. Good supplementation as far as like vitamins, taking fish oil, mm-hmm. taking those things that are going to help our, our not only our joints, but also our tendons and our muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and be very cautious. I mean, there's no reason to go in and start trying to lift heavy, heavy, heavy weights mm-hmm. if you're just looking to stay in shape. You're going to get the same results, same results working out with lighter weights mm-hmm. as you will with super heavy weights. And then you'll notice you're going to have, you're going to last longer in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's the biggest thing. And that's what I have to do with guys at the fire station. They all want to come in and start lifting with you. And it's like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't do this, you know? Right. You have a long time to work up very, very (laughs) slowly. You know, it doesn't have to be huge jumps. So I would say just, just being patient. Yep. uh, Making sure you're smart. And um, that's going to give you that longevity. And then also, I mean, I'd say... There are certain movements that we can do that lift heavier. Um, it's it's ironic. So I, I'm sure Belair's going to ask me that. We were talking about this a little bit at the games. And I have younger guys at the fire station that I mm-hmm. work with. That all They all go on testosterone. They start taking testosterone. That's like the, the big, oh, yeah, I got to go on testosterone. My T's low. Well, start lifting heavy. Hmm. It's amazing because I've yeah. actually been testing this. It's like Doc's like. And you have, like, testosterone like a 25-year-old kid. <laughs> but it's because of the They're heavy lifting. lifting. Yeah. You, you, your body is stimulated by the heavy lifting, and next thing you know, amazing things happen. So, <coughs> but um, yeah, just um, I, I encourage people to not, you know, go to your doctor after you start, and I guarantee, like you're saying, you're going to come off of a lot of things that you're on. Mm-hmm. You don't need them, you know. <coughs> right, the body wasn't designed to need them, nope. but you need to give your body everything that it does need, like Absolutely. the movement and the good nutrition yep. and. Absolutely. That's that's what this promotes, and that's that's uh that's the blessing about doing what we're doing, is it has good results. It's so true. 
And you said your kids have played sports. Yes. What do you hope you pass along to your kids from this whole experience with CrossFit? Um, so <laughs> it's funny because I, we I was talking to somebody about this the other day too, and it's the fact that I, I really hope that, um, aside from everything, that, mm-hmm. that my kids will, um, I mean, hard work is like something that I've always, I've always, you know, kind of put that in all my kids and they're all very hard workers. That's the cool thing is my kids are amazing. Each one of them amazing individuals Mm -hmm. and, you know, strong in all different points. Um, But just, you know, to, to be persistent, you know, um, not to give up, Mm -hmm. not to quit when things get hard and they, they're really good because they've been through hard times our, mm-hmm. our family has gone through some pretty tough times too but they're they're amazing individuals and um you know i i talk about all this stuff and the one thing that i have to say is that none of this will probably be even close to be able to be done without my wife because she's been super supportive mm-hmm. even like now that all of our kids are out of the house and stuff like that she's really good with you just you know go do what you need to do and she's really been amazing right really that's been amazing, amazing. Yeah. i was talking to neil yesterday and he was saying the same thing about his girlfriend and just it's so true that people see you up there on the podium or they see you competing and most of the time there's someone behind the scenes who's oh, supporting absolutely. that you know or multiple people but definitely i think that spouse or partner is so key and so important and if yeah. you don't have the support to help you and to realize that you know that support is what's going to help you achieve your dreams and your goals it's not possible she's she's amazing and it's funny because like i mentioned again we went to i went to wadapalooza and i was there for you know since thursday of last week so i'll Mm -hmm. be gone a full week before i get home again and i was like do you want to come down she's like no you go have fun with your friends you know and (laughs) it's it's so true because i i it's like um for me it's like the people that I deal with there, they're like, it's, it's like contagious. Mm -hmm. It's humbling. It's contagious. It's like, it's so exciting. It's so fun to be around. keeps Mm -hmm. me young, makes me feel great. (laughs) And then, you know, but I couldn't do it unless she was home taking care of the stuff that she takes care of on a daily basis. Like, all the bills and all the stuff that that's garbage. She called me when I was at Waterploos and our water system went out. It's <laughs> like, I feel horrible, but you know, she is a trooper and she's amazing. So she, that's she amazing. actually was at the games with me two years ago. She made it. Oh, that's great. So That's really great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to finish with three questions. I ask everyone. Okay. So first one is three things that you do on a regular basis that you think have the biggest positive impact on your health. Um, Aside from the working out, no, stuff working or? out can definitely okay, be one. Okay, yeah, well, that's that's definitely <laughs> the obvious. I'd say that that's definitely a big one. Is um, the obvious is is maintaining that that our workout yeah. regime, making sure we we stick to that. Um, honestly, it's just like uh, my my home is like you know, like my sanctuary. I mm-hmm. go home and I just I'm chill. I just I relax. That. If I have to, I have a bike there. You know, aerosol okay. bike. I have weights. I have everything I need there. But for the most part, when I'm done at the, done at the gym, I have that like calm. That's you great. Know? So it's really good, and my wife again helps provide a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think just ha- kind of enjoying every part of your life. Like I love being a firefighter. Mm-hmm. I do. There's there's stress there, right? But it's I I love going to work. I love the guys I work with. Um, uh, I guess that attitude and having a 
a positive attitude about everything you're doing and then just enjoying your life, man. Mm-hmm. You just got to enjoy everything, every part of what you do, even though some days are really, really, right. really hard. Um, we're blessed. Right. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. That perspective is so important. So important. What about one thing that you think would have a positive impact, but you just have a hard time fitting it in or implementing it? Um, and it's a shame to say this, but it's like honestly spending more time like with God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, uh, for a long time, and I do, it's, it's mm-hmm. funny cause I have my private time, my prayer time and stuff, either it's in the car or it's, but having that like really just quiet time where I can just right. chill out and either maybe read a, you know, a, I don't know, a little bit of the Bible mm-hmm. or something like that. I think that is really huge. It really is. It kind of helps you put other things in perspective, too. Absolutely. I think that's something I struggle with, too. I had something that is so easy to just let go or fall off. But yeah. this year, for the first time, I actually joined a Bible study, which was oh, really awesome. great. Um, and then my schedule got busy, and I couldn't make it that night of the week. So I haven't been in a while. But when I was going, it made such a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think also having other people to go, I think made it better too because it was a set time that Absolutely. it had to happen but yeah yeah that's a good one having a good um like a uh not even a journal or like a um what am i thinking like a good um you know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> right? i use the jesus calling app which is great that's awesome um is it uh, like a daily thing yeah it just has a daily like it, verse and then a little oh, that's awesome description which is nice and it's I an u- app so you can just look at it whenever i used to use oswald chambers a lot okay which is like pretty cool it's like really old English. The mm-hmm. guy was, I mean, it's like, I, th- I think it's 1800s or something like that, but it's really, mm-hmm. you read it and you're going, man, this is like, this was going on then too. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It is crazy. So. Like human beings are not that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we just kind of follow cycle. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be a big, that would be something I think I'd, I'd like to do more of. More of. Yeah. That's great. What about, uh, last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? Healthy life. Um, I think healthy life probably starts with like a healthy home mm-hmm. and then from there like everything trickles out. So I always kind of look at the, the cup that God talks about when, when everything's good and the cup's flowing over, it's mm-hmm. like everything that flows out of there is going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's like life, life more abundantly yeah. type thing, yeah. you know, where you can spill out on other people and create a positive atmosphere for them and, and show them love, Absolutely. even though maybe, you know, it's, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And what do you think, when you say home, does that mean like your family, your physical home, like your personal self or what do you mean by home? I think it's, it starts like, like your home, like okay. your, your family, your, your relationship mm-hmm. with your significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause all that's going to create that happiness within you too yeah. it's, it's weird but it's also you then your relationship with the lord like we we're just talking mm-hmm. about all of that like is key with home mm-hmm. um if that's all in order then everything else is going to start to be really 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 good i so, love it yeah i awesome. try and I, I i fail a lot believe me i'm we all do yeah we all do but that's great amazing well thank you so much for sitting down with me. this was really fun <laughs> you're always welcome <laughs> anytime i'd love to Awesome. Well, we'll enjoy the rest of this day out here. Thanks. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Jules. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. I love how Ron has been able to incorporate CrossFit not only to improve his own life and his ability to perform his job as a firefighter better, but he's also pushing the boundaries of what's possible as we age by competing as a master in the CrossFit Games. We're wishing him the best of luck as he prepares to compete at the Games in Madison in a few weeks. What are some of the preconceived notions you have about aging? Has CrossFit helped you to redefine what your life will look like as you get older? Let me know in the comments below this post on my website, juliefouché.com. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com, and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by Mobility Wad. Do you struggle to get into good positions in your training and workouts? Are your movement compensations causing you undue pain and grief? MWOD's belief is that every human being should be able to perform basic maintenance on themselves. For nearly 10 years, Mobility Wad has been the go-to for the world's best athletes and teams. Do you know what hundreds of Olympic and world-class athletes, professional teams in the NFL, MLB, basketball, hockey, rugby, and soccer, and dozens of universities all have in common? They use Mobility Wad to train and compete at their best. I first took Dr. Kelly Surratt's Movement and Mobility course in 2013, and since then have read his books and followed his videos for ideas on how to address my own movement restrictions. But sometimes having all this information can become overwhelming, which is why I think the real genius is in the MWOD subscription. As part of this subscription, you have access to not only hundreds of hours of video content that can be filtered based on your specific questions, but also a daily 10-minute Mobility Wad video. You just log in and follow Kelly's instructions as if he is there coaching you in person for 10 minutes per day. You may pick up certain exercises that you wish to incorporate on a regular basis before or after your workouts. But at the very least, by following this daily program, you know you are addressing a wide range of movement patterns and body parts on a regular basis without having to think about it. I often do these sessions first thing in the morning or before bed as a way to wind down from the day. In addition, you have access to an on-ramp sequence and a 14-day mobility challenge that helps you understand the basics and identify the areas you personally need to focus on. You can lean on the MWOD community and discussion boards to learn from others who have been through similar situations or injuries. And if you need more personalized help, you can use the MWOD list to find a like-minded practitioner in your area. It's easy to become part of the Mobility Wad community, but for being a Pursuing Health listener, you can receive 20% off an annual membership with code Julie Fouché. That's J-U-L-I-E-F-O-U-C-H-E-R. Just visit www.mobilitywad.com. Full potential, full power.